Hello and welcome to 31 Days of Terror 2023, day number 11. And I have three spooky stories for you today and the first story comes from Aiden. I'm 13 and I've been listening to your podcast for over a year now. I finally decided recently that I'd collected enough short stories to share and I will tell these in chronological order. I never met my great-grandfather, he died a few years before I was born. But we would go to visit my great-grandmother for Easter every year until she died when I was three. The first Easter I went there, I was barely a year old. I have no memory of this. But my parents tell me that when we went to visit my great-grandfather's grave, I sat down next to it, leaned my ear down to the ground, and then sat up giggling and holding my ear. Maybe great-grandpa was just coming up to tell me a joke. I went to a daycare while my parents worked. I was homeschooled. This occurred at the daycare and is probably the creepiest one out of all of these. I was about seven or eight and my friend and I, Jake, went out to play on the small swing set that was in the backyard. We'd been out there for about ten minutes when we both heard our names called. I know we both heard it because at the same time we looked towards the noise. And then he got up and headed towards the house before I did. But we got inside and the lady who ran the daycare had not only not called us, but she had been downstairs at the time, nowhere near a window or a door. So who called us? Last year, in July of 2022, my cat, who I've had my whole life, died. I'm not a very emotional person, so although it hit me hard, I wasn't very sad. She was an old cat and we could tell about a week beforehand that it would be soon. About a week after her death, I started hearing soft paws walking through the kitchen, as she always did at night. And one time I looked up and caught the shadow of a tail disappear around a corner. This stopped about three months after she died. But as I'm writing this, I can hear a distinct chattering meow. It's me and my boyfriend's half-year anniversary, longer than either of us has ever held a relationship, so I'd like to think that maybe she's coming to experience one last milestone with me. This last story is just plain funny. A few months ago my lights started flickering, not constantly but occasionally I would walk into my room and the lights would flicker and then be perfectly fine. One day I was on a video call with my best friend and my boyfriend and the lights flickered so I said jokingly, oh my god guys, the ghost is back. And my friend responded that we really needed to give him a name. And then the lights flickered again. The question was, what name? Well, being the dirty-minded teens that we are, we finally agreed upon the name Horny Fuck. Excuse me, Mr. Ghost, if you want your name to be Horny Fuck, flicker the lights again. And the lights flicked. Horny Fuck is now a legend in our friend group. Anything remotely creepy happens, and it's damn it. HF, what did you knock over this time? Tell me you're a teenager without telling me you're a teenager. And every time I say anything that is remotely TikTok related or in the current zeitgeist, I feel myself cringe internally and I feel about a thousand years old. And Aiden, I hate to break it to you, but you were clearly a creepy kid. Okay, so little Aiden was a creepy little kid who sat on people's graves with their ear to the ground giggling. Sorry to break it to you, but it's just a fact. And it feels like you and Jake experienced one of those mimic type hauntings, entities that we hear about all the time that I can never figure out what it is they want or I don't I don't know what 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 they mean. Um, no idea. 
I did an interview with a podcast called Your Ghost Stories, which is coming out on the 25th of this month, I think. And in it, uh, Jamie, who's one of the hosts of Your Ghost Stories, tells a story, a similar story about a mimic entity, spirit, whatever you want to call it. And uh, again, why does this happen? I don't know. His idea is that it's like some sort of trickster spirit, something mischievous. Uh, But even at that, I'm still not convinced that's what it's all about. And I love a cat story. I love cats coming back to look after their owners, to celebrate milestones with their owners. Congratulations on you and your boyfriend's half year anniversary. I'm not entirely sure when this story was sent in, but I hope that whether you guys are still together or not, you are still happy and prosperous in that relationship. And story number two comes from David. A few months ago, I was lying in bed one night and I'd woken up about 15 minutes before my alarm was to go off. I was trying to be as still as possible so as not to wake my dog up and be forced to take him out early. After a few minutes, I felt him wake up anyway and begin walking around my legs and up towards my head where he lay down and stretched to the point where he pushed my head off the pillow. I wasn't feeling scared, just annoyed that I had to get out of bed when suddenly my dog started barking like mad outside my closed and latched bedroom door. Turns out my dog was not in my room at all and couldn't have been. I jumped up, flipped on the light and opened the door to let my dog in the room. He proceeded to jump on the bed, growl and run back out of the room like he was scared of something. Needless to say, I did not go back in there until the next day. Flash forward to last night, shortly before 3am. I was sitting in the break room at the hospital where I work nights. I wasn't listening to the podcast or watching a scary movie, just finishing my lunch when the break room lights went off, but with plenty of ambient light in the room from the corridor and the TV. I felt or saw someone enter the room and stand behind me and to my left. I turned to see who it was and was met with a solid, full-bodied apparition of what appeared to be a woman but her features were completely blacked out so I couldn't identify her. I stared at it for a good three or four seconds before it turned and exited the room and vanished as it appeared to turn right. My first thought was, well, that was strange. And then I jumped out of my seat and checked the hallway, which naturally was empty. I confirmed that none of my co-workers had just been in the room or in fact anywhere near it. I didn't feel threatened by what or whomever it was, but it was creepy when I realised there wasn't a natural explanation for it. I don't know which part of this story is worse. The the fake dog or the woman in the hospital break room. I don't know which freaked me out more. I just, I, I would be so freaked out if I was lying in bed and felt my dog wandering around the bed and then... Turns out the dog's outside the bedroom door all all this time. Oh, because of course, if you're used to your dog sleeping in the bed, you're not going to think twice about feeding the dog wandering around, especially when you've just woken up in the morning and you're in that kind of liminal space between waking up and getting out of bed and you're just lying there. And oh, no, I just can't do it. Can't do it. What's with all these mimic stories? Stop it. And it's one thing to mimic the sound of a human loved one. But if you mimic the movements of our animal loved ones, then I'm not very happy with you. They are innocent creatures. They don't need to be dragged into any paranormal bullshit. We've brought up this question as well on the podcast before, right? What happens to your features in the afterlife? Where do your facial features go? Are they badges that you earn? Or is it something that you lose? 
based on how good or shit you are at haunting people in the afterlife or how good or shit you were in real life. I I just don't understand why we see all these entities with no features. And it's funny because your natural reaction, of course, is going to be, oh, there's a woman standing beside me. And then as your brain catches up, you go, oh, shit, that probably wasn't an actual woman. That was some sort of apparition or entity. But I, I like that you didn't feel threatened by it. You weren't like, oh, my God, I'm in trouble. I'm in danger. Whatever it was, was there. And then it wasn't. And then you realized, oh, shit, this is something supernatural. Don't know what to tell you, David, but it sounds like you're haunted. And story number three comes from Lisa. I grew up in New Brunswick, Canada, and I am, I think, what you would call an intuitive empath. I am a lover of all animals, especially cats, to the point where I'm allergic to more spiders if they bite me, and I still name them if they come into my home. I'm a lover of all humans, and you get the point. I had these two white Manx cats back in the 90s, and they were brothers. They were the loves of my life, and I never let my cats out at night, so before it got dark, I would go out each night and call the boys and they would come running home, just like a dog would. It's kind of funny, actually. And one morning, I found out that my boyfriend at the time had mistakenly let one of the brothers out. I found that beautiful white brother cat dead on the sidewalk with his head crushed on my way to work. Needless to say, I was devastated. I'm crying right now, writing this memory. A few months passed, and again my boyfriend at the time and his friends let the other brother out, and the next morning I found him frozen to death on the sidewalk. Again, needless to say, I was devastated. So from that point on, I never ever let my cats out again, even to this day. That boyfriend and I moved to Winnipeg a few years after that, and of course, I got more cats. I actually had birds, cats, gerbils, and cockatiels. I know, I'm that person. So I had this little kitten named Molly, and she was so cute and fluffy. I got a call at work from my boyfriend saying Molly got out, and that he had to go to work, that he couldn't go and look for her. I lost my mind, as you can imagine finding your two cats dead a few years previously. Anyway, for a full week I was out calling this kitten, calling this kitten, calling her and calling her and calling her. I woke up one morning and I was laying on my back and my boyfriend was beside me and I opened my eyes and there was this woman with long blonde hair flowing, a flowing white gown floating over my body, laying the same way I was laying and I looked at her and she smiled. She was rolling a long worm between her fingers, smiling down at me. I was trying to wake my boyfriend up, but it was like he was in some sort of trance and would not wake up. I was nudging him and nudging him, and as she laid over me floating in the air and just kept smiling at me, with the most beautiful face, rolling this worm in her hands between her fingers, and then she was gone, and it was daylight in the morning. I would say it was about 15 minutes after that I got up and made the coffee and I went to go out onto our little patio and who comes running up the stairs meowing her little face off? It was this little kitten she'd been missing a week. She had a dirty little face but was unharmed and I have no idea where she had been. Now here's the kicker. This little kitten used to drive me nuts because she was always bringing big fat worms into the kitchen and she would leave them underneath the table. I believe that that was 
I don't know, an angel, a past family member, someone from another galaxy, I don't know. And she was telling me by rolling that worm in between her fingers that my kitten Molly was okay and that she was coming home. I'm so glad that your little kitten came home. It must have been absolutely devastating to lose your two little brothers, two little babies like that. That uh, No wonder you're still crying talking about it now. It must just feel so, so devastating still. And pets really are a part of the family and the grief of losing a pet can be incredibly significant. I'm so glad your little kitten came home and brought you little fat worms to put under the table. <laughs> what a ferocious hunter. And look, maybe, like you said, it was a guardian angel, a spirit of somebody that had passed, someone from another universe, who knows. But it sounds like somebody came to say to you, hey, that kitten is coming home. And then she appeared, running up the steps like a little angel that she is. Bloody love cats. Thank you so much to Aidan, David and Lisa for sending in your stories. And thank you for listening. If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. 